We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. IB Nation Sports Talk up and rolling on a Monday. Glad hands there is Vince D'Addario. I'm Sean Styers. Glad to have you with us tonight. How are you on this Monday evening, Vince? I'm doing great. Are, are you aware that it's 74 days until the next Taylor Swift album drops? <laughs> I guess she made an announcement or something during yeah. the Grammys last night, didn't she? I was informed of that uh, today when I got to work. My boss is a very is a Swifty, and it is written on her whiteboard in oh her office. Oh my gosh! 74 days. You know all this yeah, Taylor yeah. Swift talk, and Usher is going to perform at halftime of the Super Bowl yeah. Sunday. Turns out, um, probably should have just got Luke Combs and Tracy Chapman to uh, to perform at halftime. Have you seen any? I have no idea what you're talking about. Wow, you're the one who missed it, huh? This guy right <laughs> obviously, here. Obviously, haven't picked up your phone and looked at anything on social media today, have you? No, sure haven't. <laughs> because sure I have got not. up this morning and <laughs> fast car Tracy Chapman, Luke Combs was ever. It's been everywhere. Today. Okay. He's this, I don't know a lot about him, but I know about sure. Tracy Chapman, obviously. This was, you know, like my wheelhouse. Do you, are uh, 1988, do you okay. remember Fast Car being out, like being a thing on the radio in 1988? I know you're not, not you know, the, like the big music buffer. No, and I was but, seven. So I yeah. bet you, I bet you yeah, I've, I've heard the song. 
you know, that kind of a deal. But I know I have no idea what we're yeah. talking about. So Tracy Chapman, you got a fast car. You know, it was like big, big hit. 1988. That was the summer. Um, I was actually in Monterey at the oh, defense okay. at the language school. And okay. I went to in September of 88. Bruce Springsteen is my guy on his birthday, September 23rd, 1988. He was performing at the Oakland Almedia Coliseum where the Oakland A's play, but it was okay. the Amnesty International Tour. Bruce Springsteen, Peter Gabriel, Tracy Chapman. There might have been like one or two other, but like Tracy Chapman. And I saw a video this morning, actually, of her at that 1988 performance you think that brought back some memories but um you know so she had the big hit this country guy luke combs has turned it into a country hit this year and so they did a duet last night at the grammys and apparently she does not perform very much at all anymore. okay like she hasn't been in public in a long time and so they you know they come out on stage together and she starts the first few guitar licks and the crowd goes nuts and you can see her you know, like smiling and it's like, oh, you know, and then she starts singing and the crowd goes nuts again. And then, gotcha. you know, then and they did the duet. It was really good. It was really good. Nice. Love it. So did you watch the was, Grammys? Are you a I Grammy did not. I, I okay. was watching. I don't even remember what all. Oh, I was watching True Detective on HBO last gotcha. night. The uh, the latest, I think it's season four of True Detective with Jodie Foster. Um, but uh, yeah, so then I got I I think I switched over like once or twice and saw okay. you know whatever. Uh, but got up this morning and again it was everywhere on uh, on the old <laughs> X. People posting gotcha. and reposting videos of the performance. Last day. really missed it because it's it was it was really good. I was amazed at how good it was and it just brought back all the nostalgia. You know, again Not from sure. like 1988 in my youth still. Um, you know, seeing that tracy chapman song because she was we did not you know like when we went to that that bruce concert i was talking about she was not the main attraction for me by any means and i do remember it being like a very like the the tracy chapman portion of the night very low key and it kind of got up a little bit when peter gabriel came on and then of course when you know bruce you know because that was like a couple years just a few years after um you know born in the usa and all that kind of stuff so gotcha I, I apparently don't follow the right people because I'm looking through my timeline right now and there's nothing. Really? Yeah. Oh, I just found it. I was Scott say. Van Pelt. Scott Van Pelt. I was, I was getting ready to say Scott Van Pelt tweeted it. I know that. Yep. Four <laughs> hours ago, he we, he got a repost. So, all right. Gotcha. Yep. It's fine. I'm, I'm going to have to listen now at some point. So David Carpenter says, first season of True Detective e equals best detective. I don't know if you've been watching this season, David, but there's actually a tie-in from season one to this season. So I'm not going to give it away. Any spoilers for anyone who maybe is uh, saving it or not. But, uh, oh boy, Tommy Guns. Tommy Guns. Going so, all right. I definitely, I definitely know that song, by the way. I listened to the first few riffs, and or, you know, the first few chords. Yep. I got it. I got it. Mark, he knows the Peter Gabriel album I'm talking about. Sledgehammer. It was the So album. It was the one, you know, the you, the uh, the iconic Say Anything, you know, where he's holding up the boombox. Sledgehammer oh, yeah. was not the song, but the, the song was from the So Peter Gabriel album. Peter Gabriel, 
little robotic, I thought, in person, but the songs, you know, were right there. But uh, it was a good night. It was, I didn't have a car, you know, when, when I was out there in California, and very few people, you know, had interest in going to that concert. So I had to, <laughs> I had to bribe a guy who had a car. I was like, look, I'll buy your ticket. Go see Bruce, Peter Gabriel, Tracy Chapman. I'll buy the ticket. You drive us up there because it was like a two-hour drive to get up there. So it's a good time. It's a good time. Nice. Yeah. You'll have to, when the show's over, you'll have to uh, jump on and and watch the full Grammy performance last night. I think I can spare five minutes. The Grammys have never been a thing for me. Like, it's just never, it's never done anything for me. Yeah, and I don't either, but I've heard a lot of people saying that last night was one of the better Grammys nights because there were... Apparently fewer awards and, you know, just like more songs and stuff. More like, like okay, so it's more like a concert. I do like the collaborations, like when two artists collaborate like gotcha. that. I do like I, that. I did hear somebody got taken out in handcuffs, so that's always fun. Yeah, I, um, I think it was Killer Mike yeah. taken out. Yeah, they let him receive his award and then yeah. he had to go to jail. And then <laughs> they took him out in handcuffs. And apparently <laughs> it was like a misdemeanor or something. I, I believe he got into a scuffle. Uh, prior to the show or something along those lines. Uh, yeah. I think that's what I heard. But yeah, never a dull moment, apparently, at the Grammys. <laughs> Father David, was it Travis Kelsey? <laughs> I mean, no, I don't think so. You show up without a shirt on? <laughs> all right, let's talk some uh, Lauren Lando. What do you think? Okay. I First of all, my biggest revelation with the Lauren Lando situation is how is that it's lando name. and not landau 100 yes, <laughs> i feel like he's pronouncing his own name wrong but i you know right. this is this is coming from a guy whose people mispronounce his my name all the time too so i guess i can't be too mad at him uh but i'm glad at least we got it right so it's lando not landau yes it's like lando calrissian for you star wars Ooh, fans, there you go okay as opposed to good way to, ballet good way to remember it okay <laughs> yeah that's right I like it all right Think Billy D when you think Lauren Lando. <laughs> Love it. So before we hear some of his comments, I can't remember how much you and I have really talked about him before. I mean, this was a little bit, I don't want to say it's a controversial hire, but I mean, it I was guess like everybody. There's people who aren't going to be happy about it. Like, where are you in general on this hire? I mean, it was an out of the box higher let's put it that way because he didn't you know come from a college program he came from you know the nfl and he came from the broncos and he came from kind of the private sector right and that mm-hmm. is a completely different you know landscape than college i mean it just is and, and not to say that one knows more about strength and conditioning than the other but you know the motivation piece the you know putting together something for a team you know all of those different things I think he's coming more from a putting things together for an individual and things of that nature. But at the end of the day, it sounds like it's the old school versus new school situation. And he's very new school. And yeah. that, and we know amongst other reasons that Matt Bayless left, one of the reasons was old school versus new school. And right. He was very difference old school. In, difference in philosophies. Yeah, he was very old school. And so right. – and part of that yeah. old school, apparently, with Bayless is, you know, there are strength coaches, and, and, and 
they called this director of football performance. So it was sure. more than just a strength coach. But there are guys in this role who essentially are like, everyone just has to be big and bulky and strong sure. kind sure. of thing. I, and I think that that is, and this is talking to some people, that is one of, you know, sort of the differences in philosophy. It's not right. just, okay, get big and, you know, get big and strong is obviously important for Sure. football players it's different it's you know fairly position specific in terms of what kind of you know big and strong right. or whatever you need to have obviously guys down in the trenches really need to be big and strong but there's right. also you know athleticism there yeah. is the rest component you know yeah. yeah a lot of that like here's what i'll say there there's a strength and conditioning coach at the high school that i work at and he's very new school right and and they do a lot of the tracking and they do a lot of that kind of stuff and and they don't differentiate from one sport to the next when it comes to lifting. They just do explosive lifts. You know, it, mm -hmm. it's all about being explosive and being strong and, and just doing everything correctly. And for a minute there, it was like, okay, well, what, what do you mean? You, you, the football team lifts the same as the swim team or the, you know, whatever the case may be. But they're like, name me a sport where you don't have to be explosive, where you don't have, you know, and it, so it was a very interesting conversation that I had uh, with Matt Cates, who's the the strength and conditioning guy, and he's he is very new school. Like I said, he's he's in all the the, the conferences and he does all the speaker speaking engagements and all these things. And it's like, okay, it took me. I had to wrap my mind around the whole thing because it's always been well, and that's specific. You know I'm what wondering, I mean? like, does he get a lot of side eyes? You know, based on I know, think some he, of his. I think he very much he used things. to, and I yeah. think it's, and people are slowly coming around to kind of this new school of thought and, right. uh, and that's like why analytics. it's so popular. Yeah. It's like analytics, regardless of sport, but baseball is the, you know, the, the first one that it really right. impacted. Yeah. And it's just, anytime you do something new, you're, you're going to get some people, I think, questioning the validity oh, sure. of, of, of what you're saying, you know, you really have yeah. to to go out and prove it. Yes. And, and there's a, a huge sports science component, you know what I mean? And, and mm -hmm. you're right. The rest, you know, all of those things, you know, come into play and they, you know, it's, it, they're big into like the bands and they're big into the explosive movements and the lifts. And uh, you know, at, at Penn, they only do front squat, which is like that kind of blew my mind because it's always been a back squat situation, you know what right. I mean? But they do front squat because it forces you to be, you know, they're more upright, upright and yeah, yeah it's it, it, so it's very, and they, they, uh, you know, they, they lift with their shoes off. They lift in bare feet because it's better to have your feet flat on the ground. It's it just a lot of interesting little things, but it's all geared towards this new like sports science and stuff. So uh, it's, it's very interesting stuff. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, let's just go there then, since uh, that's kind of the, the, the line that we're going down. The... Uh, the difference in embracing sort of that new approach, the science part yeah. of the strength and conditioning. Lauren Lando talked about that. It's awesome to have somebody that embraces it because at the end of the day, you don't always have a leader in a situation like this that does. And so sometimes it can be really challenging to, hey, we need to pull back together. Hey, we need to go today. Here's what the data says. So the, the good news about the sports science is like Coach Freeman and his staff, they know what it looks like. They know what a well-prepared team looks like technically, tactically, and physically. So ultimately, you know, having somebody who then will also listen to the science side and say, you know, tell me what you think. Yeah, I think that's huge. You know, as he says, it, you know, we always challenge everything. So, uh, to me, that's important that we have a we have a group around here that isn't going to sit there and say, "I have the answers." And he was talking about how the head coach is buying into that, you know, science sort of thing. Yeah. I should have prefaced it with that a little bit. Yeah, no, I'm, and and that's going to be important because obviously, what he's allowed to do is going to for lack of a better term, allow him to do all the different things that he wants to do. Mm -hmm. And I think the collaboration there between head coach and I mean, I know he's got a a different title, but strength and conditioning coach, you know, that that's important. That relationship is very, very important. And one needs to know what the other one is doing, you know, so that it meshes and, and, you know, same terminology, same, this, same, that, and uh, accomplishing the, the, you know, eventually accomplishing the same goals that both want. Well, and, and again, when you're talking about applying the data and the head coach buying into the data, the, the, I'm sure that there are still plenty of old school coaches who just say, get in the, you, you got to be in the weight room yeah. every day and you got to do this and you got to do this. Right, right. But, but, you know, they wear these GPSs and things like that for a reason and they know yeah. how much rest they're supposed to be getting and, you know, all these different things. And it's like, well, sometimes there needs to be you know, some, some of that rest in between absolutely as well. And when you start looking at things like what happened last year with that stretch of four night games against four ranked opponents and all that kind of stuff and the travel that was mixed in and all those different things, I'm sure that there is a lot of different data and, you know, a lot of different ways that a guy like Lauren Lando and his staff will be involved in helping sort right. of offset some of those things as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely. And it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how they tackle and no pun intended, how they tackle the strength and conditioning and, and whether, you know, it's all these, 
you know, what we see on the outside is what we're allowed to see, right? So we see the tough, hard workouts, you know, like before we saw the holiday workouts, right? They did, you know, the Valentine's Day workout, the uh, the St. Patrick's Day workout. Like they would always do these workouts surrounded by these holidays, right? Mm-hmm. So, but that's what we were allowed to see. So I'm very interested to see kind of, okay, what, what do we think of when we when we think of Lauren Lando and, and how he does it? And, and what is it like? Is it all these hard workouts? Is it, you know, regulated by the science? Is it, you know, whatever? I'm very interested to see what picture is painted around the new regime in the weight room. Right. And, you know, like us, we're never really going to fully, I think, you know, sort of grasp or appreciate exactly, right. you know, all these different points. But from within they know the difference basically. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. what's going to matter. And you know, all, all the general fan I think cares about in the media, I think too, to some extent is as the season goes on, are they in shape to continue to perform at a high level? You know, like, are they keeping their weight up? Do they look strong sure. and are they relatively injury free, like free yeah. of soft tissue injuries? And a Hamstrings. lot of people, yeah. Yeah. Like, Hamstrings are are a huge thing, you know, like that's like hamstrings, quads, those right. kind of things. Those are preventable type injuries that the director of football performance and his staff have a direct impact on. A lot of people want to attribute things like ACLs and MCLs to the coach. But look, those are just things that, I, you know, that are going to happen, I think, regardless of right. who your strength coach is and what kind of exercises you're right. doing and what, you know, like the you know like the the rest can be a factor i think at some point and again we'll hear you know a little bit more on that in uh in a little bit but uh yeah but the biggest thing you know again like yeah, acls like i i hate to say it but acl tears and things of that nature have nothing to do with strength and conditioning they right. it just they just don't i mean they're they're absolute freak injuries you know, whether your foot gets caught in the turf or whether you get rolled up on and all of those different things. Yes, you can strengthen the muscles around your knee and you can do all of those different things. And there's exercises that you can do to strengthen that. But at the end of the day, you step wrong, you're going to tear your ACL. I mean, it just it just is what it is. No amount of strength and conditioning is going to prevent that. that that's, Don't think about what they look like sometimes. You know, right. it's just really just a matter of you happen to plant your foot yeah. in the ground the wrong way. Right. Unfortunately, 100%. I mean, what was it? Um, oh gosh, I hate when my mind goes blank like this. Uh, the, the kid who plays for the Chiefs who played in Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne Carroll, uh, Drew Tranquil. Tranquil, yeah. I mean, he tore his ACL celebrating, you know right. what I mean? Like the yep. uh, the, that kicker tore his ACL celebrating, like you just fall on it funny, it's over, you know. And and that has, I'm sorry, 95% of that has nothing to do with strength and conditioning. So I'll give it 5%, you know, because there are some things you can do to strengthen your knee and things like that. But sure, that that's it. Right. Right. All right. So the strength coach, director of football performance, whatever you want to call him, but <laughs> right. typically has a huge impact on the culture of the team, in part because of the sheer amount of how much time he spends with the team between winter conditioning, summer conditioning, and the whole thing. And here's how Lando sees his impact along those lines. 
I, I think what I do is I listen to Coach Freeman and I try to echo his messages. I think that's why he and I probably hit it off so well in the interview process is because we speak the same language. You know, we have the same expectations. We have the same standards and, and what our principles are in development. So I think you know, from, from my standpoint, like I, I look at it as an, uh, a challenge to be able to to be able to walk lockstep with my head coach and know that I'm being held accountable to his message and his staff's message. So for me, I, I take it as a, as a great uh, opportunity of uh, responsibility. Echo the message of the head coach, Vince. I think at the end of the day, that's the number one thing that a head yep. coach probably wants, just to, to be sure that when he's not around, that guy and, you know, anyone else on the staff, for that matter, is echoing the message that he wants delivered to the team. 100%. It's absolutely the 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 very most important thing. Like, you know, we talk about, you know, staffs that I've been on in the past. I mean, it, it's very important to everybody speaking the same language, everybody using the same terminology, and that's just the coaching staff, right? In college, it's even more important when you have a strength and conditioning staff where the coaches aren't around. And so... I always, like when I was the freshman coach, for example, when I was the head freshman coach, I tried very hard to use a lot of the same terminology as the varsity coach because we weren't ever with the varsity. We were never with that coaching staff. We were never with that head coach. But my job was to echo him because it's his program. Right. Like I look at it the exact same way with strength and conditioning. They're not, they're never with the coaching staff. You know, it's strength and conditioning staff is here. The coaching staff is here. They're never together. So the fact that he finds it so important to be in lockstep and to echo what the head coach is saying, I think is absolutely critical. It should go without saying, frankly, but it's really nice to hear because I don't think that it does go without saying, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it is important that he embraces that and that that's something that he, you know, thinks is very, very important because that's what you want. Top to bottom, same message all the time. And it sounds like he's on board with that. And I think that's critical if you want to have a, a, a good program. Yeah, you can't you can't have the head coach saying one thing and then right. you know, again, especially for you know someone who the team is around so much to be essentially, you know, going in a different direction with whatever that happens to be. You just right. can't have it. That's where yeah, that's where fra you know, factions start and all that. Right. And of, I'm not saying that that's what happened. Stuff. Way with Matt Bates. No, I'm no, not and I don't that. think that that's what Lando was saying either. But right. it obviously it did catch Marcus right. Freeman's ear when they, you know, started sure. talking and they were kind of speaking the same language as yeah, he said. Exactly. So I think one of the biggest differences for Lauren Lando is he was working in the NFL for a while, and when he wasn't working in the NFL, he has done a lot of, you know, pre-NFL combine type training, pre-draft type training stuff so you've got a difference between working with older guys nfl age guys and younger guys 18 to 22 year olds in college it's the foundation that's been laid you know the foundation that's been laid now you'll have some young kids that come in and they've they've got a great body of development already but in most aspects they don't 
And so it's making sure that we lay down our foundation broad before we start building up. Um, and then you have the athletes, and we, we have different programs that we put the guys on at the different times of the year um, to be able to sit there and say, this person needs to further their development, this person needs to continue and enhance off of what we just did in this block, but they're not ready for that. So in our field, we have this thing we call training age. And training age is like, you have biological age and training age is this thing where we sit there and say, this person has one year of training age. Well, by the time they come out of, of a college program, they should, between high school and college, they should have two to, I would say, six to four years of training age. So when you bring these young guys in with their training age, you have to set that foundation low, and you have to teach technically. Now, that was interesting when you start talking about, like he was saying there, biological age versus training age, because I think the question was kind of put to him, like the difference between maintenance, once you get to professional age versus building them up when you're still in college. But I think that biological age versus training age kind of separates it pretty nicely. And, you know, look, when you think about it, I think that you've probably got some guys like you were talking about out there at Penn who've got maybe a little bit more experience. And and I think that, you know, that you're, we're we're seeing, especially at some of the, you know, the bigger high schools that, you know, where, you know, the, (laughs) They've got basically college size weight rooms oh, and they've got, 100%. you know, college type. I think there's more interest in, in, in this as a, as a uh, career, you know, for people yes. like, like Lauren Land, whoever right. it happens, you know, Mishawaka has got a guy right. who's been their strength, you know, in charge of their program, who was in college for a while. He sure. came here from the university of Tennessee and, you know, he's been running that out there for a while. So, but, but, my point is, you've got different levels of guys oh, yeah. who, are, who are teaching this stuff and doing this right. stuff in high school, especially depending on what kind of school district you're in, what kind sure. of school, you know, all those different oh, yeah. things. So, like, listening to him sort of separate it like this makes sense. Well, and I would imagine that one of the things that he and his staff will do is figure out, okay, what have these kids been doing in high school? What am I, what am I getting when these kids step foot on campus, are they at a zero? Are they at a negative? Are they, you know, where are they with what, what he called, what, are, what are their, their strength year or whatever he was calling it? Like, I, I think training that's age. Ab- training age. I think that's absolutely critical. Even in this area, right? I've, I've probably been in 10 to 12 different weight rooms while kids have been lifting. And some places, it's just, hey, man, we're in here for an hour and we're lifting and there's coaches right. just sitting in the corner and the kids are just doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, just some curls, you know, trying to get right. that beach body going. And then you go to other ones where it's like you've got 75 little, you know, robot machines just all doing the same thing over and over. And they all look, you know, athletic and talented and everything else. And so and then everything else in between. Right. And then you talk about. Okay, well, how what what are the resources like? Do you have a full time strength and conditioning type person in the building that is running the show, or is it these coaches who, to no fault of their own, some of these are lay coaches who, yeah, they're a head coach at the high school level, but they've got zero, you know, experience when it comes to what happens in a weight room. Right? You know what I mean, and, like we and, like I mean, when I was in high school, the head co- our head football coach is the one who ran 
the weight room. And right. was, was not a big guy, by the way, interestingly. And he was a very stringy, sure. sinewy kind of guy, you know. But, like, he put together the whole thing. He did, like, you know, like the the morning lifts. He ran the summer program and the whole thing. It was very basic. You know, we never, mm-hmm. we, we never had an actual strength coach. Yeah. You know, right. and I think that after – he left a couple of years after I was done with high school. Another coach came in, and I think that they had, you know, someone else who kind of ran that program along with sure. the football coach, and it, it sort of changed the trajectory. Oh, Let's sure. say the football program got a heck of a lot better over yep. the next ten years or so when when different eyes and a different philosophy right. was running things. And I, I'd say over the last ten years, there has been a visual shift in the importance of a strength program and a, like a full-time strength coach at the corporations that can afford those things and, and mm-hmm. the resources and all of those different things. And it shows on the field. I mean, it absolutely shows on the field. I mean, I, you know, obviously the, the high school I'm affiliated with is a, a top 10, as far as like, you know, uh, uh, att- not attendance up, you know, the pupils, you know, the size, it's a top 10 size school in the state of Indiana. And when they go up against other teams in Indiana, like there is a clear size difference. And I'm not talking about the amount of kids on the sideline. I'm talking about size and like strength and speed. And you can tell the difference. And then when you go up against like a, like a Mishawaka, for example, and they've got a full-time strength guy, you can tell. And right. they're a little bit more evenly matched. And so it's it's really separating the haves from the have-nots. I'll be real honest with you. Yeah. At high school level. And so, you know, to kind of spin it back to the college level, like I said, I think it's critical that Lauren Lando's staff figure out what they're getting with these kids that are coming in, even the transfer kids, like what program are you coming from? What did they stress? What was a typical workout for you? And, you know, in this day and age in 2024, that's a pretty easy thing to figure out. You don't have to travel there necessarily. You know, you can talk to whoever's in charge of the weight room, you know, that kind of a thing. But I think it's really important to figure out what kind of background they have. And they obviously find it important because they talk about chronological age versus, you know, the other age and all that. Right. So, um, right. It's, it, it is very interesting to me, to be honest with you, like the whole genre of strength and conditioning is, is fascinating. It's absolutely like, I would love to sit down or be in the weight room with Lauren Lando and see, what a typical day in the weight room looks like at a at a big time power five, you know, uh, program. I think that'd be very interesting as well because we see clips on social media and stuff like that. But I, I really don't think you get, you know, may, maybe it maybe it's more boring than you would think. I don't know, but it like could be, but you, like if you yeah. saw if you saw both, even if it was just like a half an hour of what they're actually doing, but then you also sat down and looked at okay these are the like the data points that right. we're looking at this is right. why we're doing yes this, you know this specific you see exercise the with this group of see, guys yeah and, yeah absolutely exactly. why is this important why are you stressing this like you know all of those different things i think <clears throat> i think that's absolutely critical because like i said a lot of coaches even at the high school i'm affiliated with at penn those guys have no idea what happens in a weight room but they have this resource now they've got this guy who has a different slot during the summer for each different sport. And he, he coaches those guys up in the weight room. The coaches just show up and watch, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, they, and then they go off and they do 
sports specific drills. Well, that's good. And it like lets that. the coaches do the, you know, the yeah. coaching, run their team, and then it's like, okay, 100%. now you're with now you're with the strength coach. I would have killed for that as a coach yeah. because I'm trying to learn about what to do in the weight room with my kids and all that. That takes that completely off the plate. And and that is so critical, I think. Like if I could have just handed my team over to a strength guy and be like, okay, get my kids stronger and faster. Oh, I know. Like, and I'll take care of the rest. I mean, you were, you know, you we both coach baseball and you know, you've got the whole winter where you're not only trying to work on some baseball things, which you're doing in the gym right. in this part of the country for right. one, but you're also trying to develop some different muscles, you yes. know, with with these guys. And you know, let's let's face it, like what a pitcher needs is completely different than what a catcher sure. needs or a first baseman needs or, you know, an outfit, whoever it happens right. to be. Right. But you're trying to do something. But unfortunately, you know, it becomes a one size fit all si Absolutely. situation. Whereas if you could just send them, it's like, OK, <laughs> now you're going with the strength coach. You're doing strength stuff with you. Now you're back with me. And all we've got to do is is focus on baseball it's that yeah. that's a big difference that's a big advantage for any sport, like i said any area haves have nots that, right. that gap is just getting bigger and bigger it just yep. is when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So the mental side of things, how much all of this affects mental performance? And I thought that this was an interesting answer. From the mental side of things, it's like um, I'm not the you know run you know yell at the top of my my voice and you know run through that wall for me. It's like can you handle the details when you're fatigued? Can you stay mentally sharp when you're under duress? I tell these guys all the time. Every sport I've worked with, every sport, the number one thing that happens when we get fatigued, two things happen. We lose bend and we lose coordination. So I challenge them, as you're getting fatigued, can you maintain your bend, your leverage positions that we talk about in sport, and then your coordination to do the task that you have to for your job. And so those are the things that I talk to them about with the mental, mental condition, mental toughness. These kids are mentally strong as it is. I'm just adding my wrinkle to it. I thought that was very interesting. Can you handle the details when you're fatigued? The old Vince Lombardi quote, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Like, yeah, it's like different, different wording, but it's the same thing. And I thought that that was very interesting to hear that. Well, your, your form and, and everything else is the first thing to go when you're tired. Right? right. I mean, that's, that's just, well, that's what they say. 
most injuries occur yeah. once your body has reached whatever level. Absolutely. Which is why it's also important that they have these tracking devices and all of those different things. So mm-hmm. you can see, okay, where is this kid's, you know, where's his wall or where is this kid? Cause it's different for everybody. And so now you can push them, push them, push them all the way to there and see where they're at. Okay. Now they've hit it and now they're coming back down the other side. <coughs> can they maintain all the things that they need to maintain to still be at the top level of their game? I, I think, that's where the sports science part of it really kind of coincides with the strength and conditioning part. You yes. know, that's where you get a good marriage uh, where you can actually see where those things occur. Yes. Good question from Joe. Do yeah. all the sports have their own strength? And he says S and D what's the D in development. Mind? Maybe strength and development. Maybe at, at Notre Dame. Yes. Now some, there are some, they share some strength. Co- right. Yeah. Like they'll, yeah. they'll work with multiple sports right. kind of thing. Uh, football is specific to football. Look, Lauren Lando is only football and the guys who work for him is only football. And it's, right. it's, you know, sort of like there's this, you know, like if you're doing, you know, like the, the, not the pie chart, but you know, like the, the breakdown, the hierarchy of command or whatever, right. it's like Lando is over here and the, you know, and the foot Lando and the football guys are over here right. and then everyone else, you know, basketball, baseball, softball, hockey, whatever. Right. Is, they do the share some side. guys, and I know that there's yeah. some some carryover and, and, and things of that nature. So, and, and I don't know the exact number, but I do know some of the Olympic sports share a strength and conditioning coach, uh, you know, and, and not in the same season. It would be like an opposite season or, yeah. you know, something along those lines. But because there's multiple weight rooms on campus as well. So, like, you've got – the Goog, obviously, that anybody can use, but it's primarily football, right? And then you've got the weight room that is attached to the Joyce Center, uh, it, and I believe it's the North Dome, the one that they renovated. There's a weight room right there, and I see Olympic sports kind of bleed out of that weight room into that North Dome doing different, like, strength and conditioning things in that area when I'm on campus. So, like, I know, you know, they're kind of housed out there. Like, I've seen women's basketball, for example, in the off season, you know, in the summertime doing stuff out there and, you know, baseball and things like that. But I do know like, you know, some of the baseball videos that they put out there, they're in the indoor, you know, uh, football facility. Like they get their turn in there to mm-hmm. you know do some conditioning stuff, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. So um, I would almost guarantee you there's a weight room at the hockey arena and, you know, and things of that, you know, so they're all spread out. And so that I'm sure determines who's with who and things like that too. Yep. All right, finally, Lauren Lando, Lando, I, I, ah. I slipped into an L. Lando, he's uh, you know, he's worked with the Broncos in the past. I think we know that. He's done draft and combine prep and all that different kind of stuff. So how much credibility does that give him with this current group of guys that he's working with here at Notre Dame? I think it gives you credibility, but as I told the guys, as I when I first met with the players, I told them, I said, you know, in your eyes, I haven't done anything to you or for you. And so, yeah, that might be great, and I'll, we'll see what this coach is about, and it's been great experience with those athletes, but, you know, 
today is now, and so for me, it's important that they they get this version of me, and I'm not living on my past. So I think it does help with a little bit of credibility, or I can talk to a player and say, you know, I worked with this player in the NFL, and you remind me a lot of him. Here's what he did to stay at that level, or you know, hey, <laughs> tell the story of Christian McCaffrey since he was eight years old. Those kind of things. Yeah, those are those are great stories. I mean, it's great that you worked with – anytime, I, I think right now especially, you can say, well, I worked with Christian McCaffrey. Sure. You know, he's in the freaking Super yeah. Bowl, and he's one of the best players every he year. He can I name think, drop. He can definitely I was going to say, drop, the name yeah. drop, it only goes so far, Sure, I think. Yeah. Well, and I think that the, the, it is a – this is going to sound very old man in the balcony, but like the, <laughs> the generation of kids – why is it dealing with different? I know you're not wrong. <laughs> the generation of kids that we're dealing with that are in high school now and that have gone on to college and things like that. It's not like the old days, like when you walk into a classroom and, and the teacher gets instant respect. Like that's just not how it is. Because like he said, what have I done for you? I haven't done anything for you. I, I've never done anything. So you, so you yeah. kind of have to earn that respect. And that's just the way it is. Adults have to earn the respect of these kids. And that is just where we're at right now. And so I, I do like the fact that he at least understands that and yeah. can appreciate that. And while talking to these kids, he can throw in a story or name drop or whatever. And that's great, but he has to earn their respect and, and prove that he knows what the hell he's talking about too. Right. And, you know, look, it, again, it, I think it goes farther to have a current player right now. Oh, like absolutely. Christian McCaffrey, than let's say, even 10 years from now, even the, even if you say, well, I used to work with Peyton Manning, that's, that's I mean, only going to go so far. That's great. But because the older you get, yeah, the older right. they get, you know, and the farther, you know, the old timers are, you know, it's, it's <laughs> like saying, ah, oh, you know, I used to work with Roger Staubach, you know? Yeah. Like, right. Okay. Right. Who? <laughs> well, and it's funny because, you know, you look at Peyton Manning, I mean, he's not exactly a physical specimen. He was a mental specimen and obviously uh -huh. he could do all the, I mean, he's a great quarterback. One of the greatest of all time. But you don't look at him he and wasn't think known for professional his athlete, yeah. and him or his brother for that matter. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't yeah. even know if that's a great name to drop. It's very true. It's very <laughs> true. But he's on the list. He's on the yeah. list of guys that he's worked it's with. A, hey, I mean, yeah. that's great. So, Super Bowl winner, all those fun things. But Sloppy Joe makes a good point. NFL players seek him out. That's all he needs to know, he says. Yeah, fair enough. But that's for you. That's You're not in there great. working out with him either. I mean, that, that gives him credibility to you. These kids need to see results. They just do. Yep. I concur. TD4ND, appreciate you always throwing the uh, the hype my way. Boy, yesterday was it, that was it was kind of a tough game. I don't know if you watched any of that. I, did. Stuff. I, I had Sean Styers on. I was listening. Took me a little longer this time around to like sync things up, and then did the it? TV like jumped ahead, and I was very annoyed. And yeah, and it was very pink. And you didn't That's have true. Your, you didn't have your pink on. So a little disappointed <laughs> about you didn't you did not. I realized it was pink day, like as I was getting dressed, and I'm like, <laughs> I just I've already got this shirt on. I'm not changing. <laughs> no one's gonna see me anyway. So this is true. We'll see my gray head if anything sitting there on the on the sideline. So. I, I saw a bunch of pictures, and they like used pink lighting, and they did like the whole mm -hmm. thing. It sounds like this time they really went all out. I went to the restroom at halftime and I came back and guess who was standing, you know, because you know how the players come out and they escort oh, yeah. the different survivors and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. Guess who was standing right in front of me at midcourt? Who? Riley Leonard. Oh, was he there? He didn't make any of the social media that I saw, which I was a little surprised about. Yep, he was there. 
Because a year ago this time, like front and center, Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman was there. Important people. That's right. You know, so I was wondering if Riley Leonard was there because I never saw any pictures of him. Yeah. You know, it's like if if a tree falls in the woods and nobody sees it, was it act, <laughs> did it actually happen? Like, I didn't know. You know. Well, and I saw Marcus Freeman, like in a in a social media thing, sitting, he had a pink shirt on, sitting with okay. one of his daughters. I didn't okay. see him actually during the game, but. He got the assignment right. So I'm afterwards. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him I on Saturday. Shirt, I bought a pink shirt just for this thing a couple years ago. And then, Did you? you know, Man, I just got, funny. I just got lazy yesterday. It's all good. So I, I just. I did. I did see Marcus on Saturday as he was watching his son Vinny win the regional wrestling uh, tournament uh, at his weight class, one ninety. So he's the regional champ. Regional champ. Yep. Go on to semi state. So, Sloppy Joe asking if I have any catchphrases. You know what? I tried catchphrases you, and it yeah. Just, are you not? Because you're not really not doing the ring the bell thing anymore. No, ring it up. I I, I stop. I stopped doing that. Did you? So like yeah. a conscious decision just, not to do it? Yeah, I just said, you know what? I'll just go stream of consciousness. Whatever comes to mind, Love comes it. to mind. That's kind of how I started off. But, you know, yeah. it's like everyone, the last several years, there have been a lot of catchphrases and stuff like that. You know what would actually be fun? It, you know, I've thought about this before, and I did this for part of a baseball season. Like some of the guys on the staff would feed me a movie line <laughs> and then I would work the movie line nice. into the broadcast go. There was one that was uh, this guy hit a home run and it was get in my belly. <laughs> so that That's was fantastic. Fun. So if you want to feed me movie lines, I can oh. always work those in. <laughs> I mean, we might hunt DK says Shazam. <laughs> that would be to work that into a women's basketball game would be impressive. It uh, would. I feel like, I feel like a baseball broadcast really lends itself more to like sneaking in movie lines or something, mm -hmm. you know, something along that. And, you know, and then I know your relationship with those baseball guys was different too. So I right. am not in any way surprised that they did that to you. And I think grab that awesome. net and catch that beautiful butterfly pal. I did that once. <laughs> I know that's <laughs> one wedding of your crashers. Favorites. I know that's one of your favorites. <laughs> Red seven, red seven. That's right. Never worked a red seven in. Yeah, that'd be tough. That would be tough to do as well, unless yeah. you were playing a team that was red and they had a seven. Like you could, you could have worked your worked it in there. That's true. So. Yeah, but the the pink uniform. I, I like Notre Dame's pink uniform. I I think that those were the that was the first time they'd broken out that specific okay. set white with the hot pink because they've gone with kind of a gray with with pink the last couple of years it seems oh, like oh okay i'll be curious to see i know that there's at least one more game i believe will they be wearing pink i think oh i think they wore the pinks like three different times last year because they're gonna like be at home or home on the road away yeah and, okay yeah yeah because i think last year when we were at pittsburgh as a matter of fact oh, okay I think, I think they did like the gray with the pink gotcha yeah. i i was actually you know i was pleasantly surprised to see that pittsburgh obviously was participating and they had the full, they had the you know the full colored pink on. The ba the coach, the head coach, was still wearing like the baby blue. Like he was not, he did not participate at huh. all. And I was like, really, dude? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like he could have got himself a pink pullover or like you know something. I don't know. Some of these guys, you know how it is. I do. Like, dude, you're coach of women's basketball. You might as well get on board. <laughs> That's right. Like, I mean, it's just. 
Because now that you mention it, I don't think anyone on Pitt's staff yesterday had anything pink on. I don't think they did either. Neil was like head to toe in her best pink. Like the pink suit. She had the suit. She had the suit, man. Yeah. So she's been bringing the, she and she and that staff bring the fire, man, with the the style. Yeah. some well, of that this, comes straight from some Muppet, of the stuff really. they roll out of there with, man. It's like I never would have thought that I'd see that on a basketball sideline, but <laughs> I was going to pull it off. They I was going to be off. more specific about Niel, but I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> but she was rocking it, man. She was yep. rocking it. I will say that on Sunday, she was rocking it, man. Yep, for sure. Tommy wants to know what the point of the pink was. It is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It is February, Tommy, and. Uh, that's, I mean, you see quite a bit of that across the women's yeah. game with the pink uniforms yep. and stuff like that. And so. high school, you, I mean, I know you had to buy some pink stuff. High school uh, kids love doing that stuff they, too. They, they love the opportunity to they, do they, that. They love, as soon as October hits, man, here come the pink accents and it can get a little much to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I'm still of the vein of if we're going to do pink then everybody needs to do the same thing. You know, because you got guys that come out and they've got like the, the, you know, the wristbands and the gloves and the cleats and the socks and the whole like, okay, we're all going to do socks or we're all going to do gloves or we're all, you know, it's like, I, I don't know. I just, come on, everybody, we're a team here. We're a team. Is, is October the actual breast cancer awareness month? I think so. I do think so. Um, I mean, yeah, like, I know- I, I, they've just, for, you know, whenever they, They've started during basketball season. They've been doing yeah. it for a long time now, you know, with the pink stuff in February. So, yeah, it's October, according to the National Breast Cancer Foundation Incorporated. Yeah. So, yeah. Look, it brings awareness to it, you know, and like, yeah, well, it's just great. I mean, and it's something different. And like at Notre honestly. Dame, for example, at the gate, they, they honor what they do at halftime. What I was talking about, they have the football players bring out different survivors and they you know they honor right. the survivors walk in they get to walk out with the Notre Dame football player and, and that kind of stuff that's what they've done the last several years right in halftime so it's pretty David's cool. saying that MLB does it in the actual month pink bat no they don't actually because not everybody's playing in October because yeah, that's the playoffs in they, they do it around Mother's Day is right they do it which is in May Mother's Day Father's Day they do the pink yep. and the blue and yep. whatever so yeah but I mean baseball looks for any excuse they can to oh, yeah. the uniforms these oh. days. So. And they immediately <laughs> auction them off. And, what, know, it's burrito and, day? Yeah. <laughs> so, and they're, I mean, baseball, they literally like change their names. You know, I mean, they go all out, change uniforms and names and colors. And, you know, the, the City Connect jerseys are a little much, but that's a different conversation for a different time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.